This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business. Ready? Ready when you are. Okay. All right. Good afternoon, our dear listeners of our already second podcast of this culture. And today it's my pleasure to speak to a very nice gentleman here in front of me, Vasilis Lampropolo. I hope that I have pronounced your last name correctly. Perfect. Uh, hello. Good evening. Good evening. Okay. So, um, our first podcast, we spoke with, with the lovely Christina Drija, and uh, mostly we, we focused on our own selves, on our identities, on our own stories. And uh, the, the thing that uh, I remember she emphasized and she focused on the most was that each one of us is the creator of our own story. So it's up to us, first of all, to look at ourselves, search for ourselves, and then start from the new page and start creating who we are, what do we want to, who do we want to be, what do we want to do. So today we'll try to, to slightly touch upon the, that notion as well. And um, however, mostly we will focus on uh, communication, on different small characters, on different small situations that are happening nowadays in our personal lives, in our businesses. And Vasilis is going to help us uh, see his perspective and uh, not talking too much anymore, just trying to introduce the topic that we're going to talk about today. So the topic is the meaning of communication. And we will speak about the battle between order and chaos. So first of all, Vasilis, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? What are your main responsibilities at the moment? So uh, I deal, I'm a social media manager. I uh, deal with uh, complexities that, uh, that mean managing social media accounts. Uh, I have managed different types of social media accounts uh, from um, businesses, uh, politicians, and institutions. My background is, uh, is a dual background, basically, because my first studies were on graphic design, uh, and I, I dealt with different parts of graphic design as well, from, from web design to illustration to... Uh, uh, animation, video, photography, everything. And uh, my second one was basically on the larger aspect that's um, that social media, which is basic, basically virtual communities. So, uh, uh, I mean, social media are online communities, which is just a part of what could be a virtual community. Uh, I am quite happy, basically, because on social media, I get to do both the things that I that I studied, which is quite a, uh, quite a privilege, I would say. Okay, so I see that you have a lot in common, and you do a lot regarding social media in different kinds of spheres, yes, and fields. This is kind of your main task at the moment. Uh, indeed, yeah. I I, I basically, I mean, when you are active on social media, you anyway need to. Uh, see a post or you know your activities on the accounts with from, from different perspectives it's not only the text part how you will address your audience what you will say to your audience what kind of keywords you will use 
uh, and since you um, your podcast is touching on concepts, I mean, this could basically kind of relate to hashtags on social media, so to say. Uh, then uh, you also have to deal with what kind of visual you're going to use. Will it be video? Will it be only audio? I mean, audio is actually kind of rising right now with uh, with new apps uh, taking place. Uh, Twitter is launching its own app and, uh, and Clubhouse is kind of like uh, taking over. Uh, and then, of course, as I said, you have video, you have images, you have different types of visuals and different approaches to to reach your uh, your audience which is quite interesting so yeah. i get to apply both these uh, both these uh, things when i work you have to think of different uh, different approaches in any case and that's uh, that can be quite interesting yeah that, it does seem exciting and uh, as far as i also see that there are a lot of different kinds of opportunities at the same time dangers at the same time you know different kinds of goods and bads as we say but maybe let's start with the beginning, from the beginning, and um, let's uh, let's start with with ourselves. So, virtual identity and and our own narratives uh, of how we are communicating, how we communicate on social media. Um, you've mentioned before um, when we spoke about the so-called uh, trying out different kinds of identities uh, on uh, in the virtual world. So uh, let's say on Facebook, I'm one person, on LinkedIn, I'm another person, and then in, in another in Instagram, I'm, I'm one more person, you know, presenting one more identity. So what about, what about this? How, how your own experience working in this field, how do you feel? Uh, is it still kind of, is it easy? Uh, should we really change those identities? Should we maintain one? Or what, what's your perspective? What's your point of view on that? Well, actually, um, I mean, there are two different concepts that I find as there's a virtual self and the virtual identity. Um, the, the virtual self or, you know, who, who we can be and not necessarily who we are uh, online uh, would only be defined as, you know, what we want to be. The virtual identity on the other side is the way we, the way we deal it, with it nowadays, basically, is more... Um, more like using some different sort of you know, identity card, so to say. So I'm on LinkedIn, I'm this cool professional. On Facebook, I'm this laid back uh, person. Uh, on Twitter, I'm you know to the point and with updates. Uh, on Instagram, I just post cool pictures, for example. Um, but all these identities are sort of the, the, the same person. The, the existence of social media pushed us to transfer who we are online. So basically, we are who we say we are. I, I cannot really lie. I mean, technically, my, my Facebook profile, for example, my personal Facebook profile is, is not my first name, last name. However, anybody who is looking for me will be eventually able to find me because, you know, I'm sharing my pictures. I am, uh, you know, they will see it's me, basically. So you cannot really hide who you are anymore. And I'm only saying this because in the previous version, because I mean, social media is called web 2.0, basically. So in the previous version of the web, there was not so much, maybe so many visual stimuli. So uh, you, you could actually quite redefine yourself. So you could actually have a, a different virtual self. Uh, I mean, if you remember those ICQ chats, for example, uh, we, we could be whoever we wanted to be, and we could be as rude as we wanted to be, or as polite as we wanted to be, or as uh, back in the times, quite uh, polite to the people who had the power to kind of up, 
upgrade us to an admin position so we can actually do whatever we wanted. But um, also these chats that we had online back then, they were quite more... Uh, not liberating. They, they gave you the possibility basically to be whoever you wanted to be. Uh, I think I gave you an example as well, like in the past when, I mean, we were teenagers as well, we, we used to tease each other, especially when, you know, chat rooms started appearing that, oh, you know, I was talking to this really cool girl from somewhere. And then, you know, we would tease the other person. Yeah, I probably it's a half naked man in his cellar, you know, like 60 year olds. Uh, but I mean, as, as much as, as strange as this could be, it actually showed you something that you could actually reinvent yourself online and you could be a completely different person. You could have a completely different persona, which for some people also could be quite liberating, which is something that in the new version of uh, the existing social media, people want to, to have a, a, you know, fixed identities. You know, I am that person, you know, I put my picture, I am said, I am the best version of me that I can be. I'm not a completely new person. I'm just the best version of me. Even if you try to have fake accounts and you know, kind of reinvent yourself in a way, the system kind of doesn't let you nowadays because the platforms, because of different scrutiny, have been really attacking you know, the fake accounts. It really demands, and I'm telling you this as a social media manager, it really demands a lot of you to basically maintain a, a, a fake account, uh, like really handle it as a, as a person. So, uh, I would say that uh, you know our um, the, the change from from the previous version of the web to the newer version when it comes to virtual identity is that that our virtual identity is more uh, is more defined basically. What do you think about that? Uh, this is my kind of personal interest as well. You know, it's. Uh... Example, you go on LinkedIn, and of course, we know that this is a platform you're much more official, you know, you see people with their official pictures, you know, and then professional photos taken, and of course, those nice, you know, slogans, logos, you know, whatever. Uh, and then uh, if you move, let's say, on to the same person's um, Instagram account, and you see that they're wild, you know, they're the completely different, you know, let go person, and, uh, and, and, and there's this difference. And sometimes I wonder to myself, um, the, the, the LinkedIn profile, you know, um, should we really, really be kind of that different, you know, should we really be that protective, you know, of our own self uh, that we show, let's say, on Instagram, but should we really hide it as professional business people or professionals on LinkedIn? Because sometimes you feel that huge gap, and I always wonder, is it really should it is it that necessary or can we just have some sort of you know balance and show a bit of that our own self on LinkedIn the same what do you think this is a this is a huge question of ethics basically that's popped up uh, lately as well and when it came to uh, hiring people because um, companies although I mean now lately they've started stating that you know they don't go looking into what you do on your social media although this might not be 100% true. I mean, if your profile is out there and it's public, the first thing I would do when I meet somebody is kind of Google that person, you know, at least know, put a face behind emails or something. And, uh, you know, without being able to control myself, I would of course come through different, um, through different results. Now, probably myself, I'm sort of more lucky because there's a very well-known football player and a uh, journalist under my uh, first name and last name. So usually they get the, you know, the focus. But the thing is, 
the ethics behind this is, is when we are at work, I mean, as normal people, when we are at work, we are, we have a professional attitude and this is what professional attitude means as well. We, uh, we try to tone it down, listen to other people and, you know, be professional with, with everything that this, uh, this uh, term encompasses. When we are with our friends, we kind of, you know, lay back, we can, you know, be who we want to be. And this is kind of mirrored through our different social media as well. I mean, LinkedIn is the professional uh, network. And then Facebook is a bit more relaxed. And then Instagram even more. And the more private the networks get, the more loose you can potentially be. Uh, now, the thing is, if you're profile is, is, is public, for example, on Facebook, then that gives everybody the opportunity to kind of see who you are and what you do as a, as a person. And, and here, where, here where the ethics come in is where people are starting to say, you know, you cannot look into my profile on Facebook and what I post there because, you know, I post to my friends and uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that's who I am. Um, this, is, this is actually also the difficulty, I would say, with, uh, with this, is that on LinkedIn, we have enough time to basically think of what we want to do as well. We will not go see a post and just, you know, directly, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are people who most likely will do that, but you see less and less people who would jump in and just post rude comments or bad comments. They have to be uh, rational. You know, when I'm saying, for example, I don't like what you're saying on LinkedIn, I have to provide a rational uh, explanation as to why this is not the case, because other people would say, you're not professional doing this. However, on Facebook, this is not the case. We, we also don't understand, I would say, I mean, this is not a bad thing that on LinkedIn we're thinking. While on Facebook, we don't necessarily jump into, you know, put the brain behind the hands and, you know, kind of think. And I would say that there are two different aspects that you can see here, actually. It's, one is people don't really understand that what's written is written. And when you're writing something that cannot be taken away, even if you delete it, it kind of remains there. Um, and then also how you expand your, your, uh, your network. On LinkedIn, you can expand your network. You're not afraid, basically, you know, that you're going to write something strange that people are going to see and, and be like, what is he saying or she? But uh, on, on Facebook, uh, you, uh, you, you kind of feel more loose to, 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 actually, to actually do that. And then you also expand your network. Uh, you know, your network of people. Like, uh, you know, we meet, I barely know you, we become Facebook friends, but I continue writing the things that I'm writing. You don't know me very well. Let's imagine, for example, that I'm a hunter and you are a vegan and, you know, you see me posting, oh, here it is me hunting, you know, the nice little rabbit and you go nuts. And, you know, we start this clashing. But in reality, if we knew each other and if we took enough time, uh, we would have probably understood that, you know, this is Vasilis. Typical Vasilis, you know, you know, you you kind of let go, but you, you don't really because this written stuff and us not a hundred percent knowing each other leads up to uh, to lots of conflicts. Plus, you know, you you tend up to network also with uh, kind of like um, people you knew a long time ago and uh, and aunts you don't even know and cousins you don't really well know, and this, as I said, leads to uh, to lots of uh, lots of issues. So just to link back to what you said before is I would say that it's not bad to, you know, to, to have our digital identities, but it's also very important to recognize what each network does 
And what we do in each network, very importantly, because this starts to change more and more to check our privacy setting and who do we bring into our, uh, into our networks. As we would do in reality, you wouldn't go out, uh, you know, saying to everybody in the world, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know, half naked drinking beer. You would not say these things. You would, you know, you would be careful. You would only say it to your friends. Yet we do that. You see people posting. And I'll give you one last example with that of people not really having a, a huge concept. In Greece, there was this uh, Olympic uh, champion uh, who uh, took part in, I think it was in uh, the Athens 2004 Olympic Games. And she made a declaration on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say what she said, but it clearly showed that she did not have an understanding that you cannot, really, especially when you're a public persona, you cannot really say whatever you want. It's resulted in her basically being disqualified directly by the uh, um, by the um, uh, Olympic uh, committee. Olympic people in yeah Olympic committee in Athens, but uh, there I mean you kind of start to understand it. It doesn't only apply to public people; it applies to each and every one of us basically. I mean, I love this this uh, the moment when you said that uh, LinkedIn makes you think before writing, uh, you know, before posting something. I think that this is one of one of the <laughs> biggest issues now, and especially I guess I've noticed that maybe because now we spend we do spend a lot of time on 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 social in this virtual world because you know in pandemics, so that's one of the entertainments nowadays. But uh, that people do do uh, feel the right, or they they you know they they feel that they have to post, they have to write, they have to comment, you know, and they start those little you know fires everywhere. And this is kind of you know it, it seems like this is now natural or or the new normal. I'm not sure, but you were also mentioning about this you know this idea of conflict causing, you know, that that uh, somebody said something or we you know we we don't know each other that well, and you know it causes some sort of you know reaction. Uh, let's talk maybe a little bit more about um, those small chaoses that you were mentioning, you know, also before, and uh, that, you know, we, we tend to think about something global, we tend to think about some big problems, big issues, you know, that are happening in the world and in our country, but everything begins with ourselves, everything begins here, you know, in, in, this, in the environment, in, in the community that we are in, maybe the family, maybe the, the community, our Facebook community, whatever. So if, if we don't listen to each other, if we don't think, as you said, you know, before writing, before posting, it causes a lot of, it might cause a lot of those fires and chaoses, and then they spread and they become into something very, very big. So what, what's your, your input here? Uh, well, I, I mean, as I as I mentioned in the last time we we spoke, I'm the kind of person that doesn't necessarily believe in this big uh, overall conspiracy theory that there's you know a specific group like taking care of things and you know like managing things because the the strength and power of of human communities is much bigger than that and you know the uncontrollable effect that you know things have when set in motion. Even if you say, I'm going to, you know, click it here, tick it there and lead it exactly there, you will be sadly mistaken. And I mean, maybe people here in Europe react like this, but people in, in Asia will react differently and Africa will react differently. So, and I mean, you don't need to go that far. I mean, from one friend to the other, you tend to be completely different in the way you react to, uh, to different things that you see or read online. And this is also what causes us to clash as well sometimes uh, online. Uh, 
uh, I basically believe that, you know, if each one of us is a stone, uh, then, you know, when when a stone comes, you know, with, with lots of force, it could cause the other stones to start moving, and then you end up with an avalanche without actually knowing why it started. Um, I, I even told you a joke just to, uh, you know, uh, make things uh, clearer, if I'm allowed to basically say this again, I, I'll try my best to translate it because I, I knew it in my uh, native language. So basically this joke goes like, um, there's, a, there's a tribe of Indians and the tribe of Indians usually consult their shaman when it comes to uh, the time, you know, to see what they will do for winter, how they will uh, prepare for winter, will they prepare a lot or not a lot? And usually they would go and cut trees down to, you know, light the fires. Now the shaman as being very nice, usually the, he would go out to his people, he would talk to them and say, I will consult the spirits. The spirits being inside this teepee was this small little radio that he tuned into his favorite radio station and he would get, you know, the meteorological forecast uh, for, uh, the, for the days ahead. So that's what he did. So he opened it and then the forecast guide says, oh, it will be a quite mild winter. We will have no issue. Uh, the forecast looks good. So he goes out to his uh, people, say, hey, my people go down, go to the mountain, just get a few wood, we will be fine, the winter is gonna be mild. So he goes back to his teepee, just, you know, tunes on the music, just, you know, relaxes. All of a sudden there's an update, the forecast guy says, uh, well, actually the winter is gonna be a bit uh, harsher than we thought. So uh, there's a cold breeze coming in through the north. So you should prepare for a bit uh, tougher winter. So he goes back out again, gathers his brave people. He says, go out uh, because I think the, the spirits told me it's going to be a tougher winter than we thought. I would urge you to go and, you know, cut more wood, more wood. So he goes back, just eases, listens to the music. Again, an update. Uh, coming in last minute, uh, the winter is going to be quite, uh, quite heavy. And you should prepare yourself for, uh, you know, quite uh, strong icy breezes coming in from the north. He says, okay, what's going on? So, you know, he just goes to the radio station to find the meteor guy and says, uh, okay, uh, hi, I've been listening to your, um, you know, broadcast. So what's it going to be? Is it going to be a mild winter or is it going to be a harsh winter? And the guy says, well, that's going to be a super harsh winter. Did you see the Indians? They're cutting down the whole mountain. So, you know, this is, this is basically shows you, you know, we, the whole chaos procession and where we're basically we're saying, you know, we're saying something, we think it's not impactful, and yet it impacts somebody in, in a very strange way and could also actually it lands back into our faces. Um, this culture. This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business. Um, so I, I kind of, I, you, you kind of see it quite a lot on, on social media where basically people are reacting uh, a lot to, to things being posted online. We have also an issue, uh, we, have, um, we have the age of political correctness quite a lot uh, these days on social media, and that's quite impacting it. I mean, there are events happening on a global scale. And I think the biggest, per, uh, the biggest reason why, you know, humans clash is because we don't understand how inextricably linked we are to each other, but really to each other. And digital only reinforces this. 
because we we are there's no there's no geographical uh, you know um Distance. we're not far apart but exactly we're we are so close to each other much closer than we actually think whenever we do something there's no there's no time limit i can read something at any point and react to it at any point and you would see it at any point as well so this this definitely brings us back to uh, to you know really reading something before before reacting as well i i would definitely I would definitely see it like this, that you always need time to, to listen, whether you are uh, an individual or a business. Exactly. I mean, uh, you know, as you said, the, the, the influence that we have on one another, and we don't measure that. We don't think that, that uh, yes, I, I do something, he does something, and, and that's it. But uh, then maybe three other people are affected by that without us even knowing. So thinking... And uh, before reacting, I think that this is something and, and getting to know, you know, what you're actually doing and what's the purpose of your comments or your post or whatever. Um, what about, um, as you were also mentioning, you know, that now uh, that, that there is no, the, the, no distance, no, you know, time limit, nothing. And each one of us, uh, whether you're a business, whether you're individual or a public institution, all of us are extremely interconnected. There, there's no, you know, that one does one thing and then it doesn't affect somebody else. So we have those kind of, you know, probably three large perspectives or three large focuses. Yes, we have the, the state, we have some sort of business or business people, and then we have the, the public as the marketplace of people. So um, our communication regulations and, and uh, the, the influences, you know, on, on how we see, how we talk things, as well as our interest, um, how how communication is happening there? How is this effect, you know, affecting? Because you also said that uh, now we have a lot of those, you know, restrictions and we have a lot of things that are happening, especially on social media. So what's, how does this triangle work then? You know, what, what's, what's the effect on one another and, and how, does, how does it work nowadays in this digital? You mean, you mean between individuals, institutions and businesses? Yes. Well, I mean, the, the communication on social media in specific of of the of each one of these uh, these uh, triangles basically uh, of these parts of the triangle basically is is quite uh, quite different uh, a business is more driven to um, i mean first of all a business takes the individual as a consumer the institution takes the individual as a citizen and the individual sees itself as an individual uh, so whenever i'm doing something i will see you know, how it impacts me personally, my family or friends, and then I will go out to, to the you know, larger scale. So it's, it's more micro than macro. Uh, then for the businesses, I would probably say also depending on the business that the businesses sometimes are kind of like in between. So the larger scale usually goes to institutions or governments or, you know, or bigger organization basically having to see the bigger pictures, uh, a picture of what's happening. Uh, and then a business, depending on how big or small it is, could also uh, be the same. If, for example, you're dealing with a, a multinational company, uh, they would probably have a larger picture, but at the same time on social media, they would also probably be split into country desks or they would be split by, uh, by a focus group, for example. So the way that I think that, that each one of them impacts each other is that uh, individuals 
individuals want to, I mean, users or however you want to call ourselves. So we want to basically uh, go out on social media. We want from a business to, you know, uh, service our needs ASAP now. Uh, and we want to know from the institution or, you know, body or organization how this thing works ASAP. In general, we want the information much, much faster. Uh, now, businesses usually can cater to this much faster. Uh, but at the same time, since they're more towards a profit gain, they they expect to make profit basically out of out of this. They're not going to reply to you just because of this, but they you know they want to have a conversion rate. Uh, so usually they're faster in replying, but at the same time, you know you have to keep in mind that they want to sell. And institutions, on the other hand, they are more. Um, they will be slower in replying because the procedure in replying to something is really internal. So, you know, the person replying, unless they know the reply, the, the reply to the question directly, they might need to consult a legal unit or a specific unit dealing with a specific policy. So that takes, trust me, a long time sometimes. But uh, the, the reason why it is the case is also because institutional organizations are more um, uh, liable to uh, to being accused of something of, of something because you know they're dealing not only with uh, citizens they're dealing with taxpayers so they they want to make sure that everything is okay and usually this is why a reply sometimes can be quite like what are you talking about I don't understand you know the the phrasing sometimes can be a bit intricate so to say. Uh, businesses on the other side will will uh, will as I said reply uh, faster. The thing is, we are all linked in a way because uh, the institutions are making the regulations around how the business are functioning. In our case, for example, take it for social media, for instance, the institutions are managing quite a lot of what it has to do with privacy. And in Europe, we're quite privacy geared and privacy focused. Uh, so. When you launch the GDPR, for example, the GDPR affected the way social media works in Europe to begin with. And with a newer policy being launched on the uh, Digital Single Markets Act, that's going to impact probably, nobody knows yet, but that might impact businesses even more because it comes to do with where you store your data, how you handle them. So this, as you see, impacts business, at least digital business. In this particular scenario, it impacts uh, social media platforms. It will impact um, websites, e-commerces. Businesses, on the other hand, they try to make do with what's, you know, with how rules are changing, but by trying to be flexible and move, you know, fast, they will try to, either overcome the obstacles or, you know, try to make it, uh, you know, clear to the individuals that look, you know, if we get more penalties, we won't be able to reach to you. So, you know, it's a, it's a twofold thing. On one hand, servicing uh, the, their customers, the users, us, and at the same time, kind of like trying to, to tell them, come on, you know, you can, you can demand more. And us, as the last and first part of the, of the pyramid, we, uh, we want things done faster, but you know, simplicity is not necessarily without complication. You know, for something to be super simple, uh, either a big mechanism is put behind, or there is a, there is something behind it. Like what the people were telling you, you know, if something is free, then you know you are the product. 
well, that's quite true. Um, then I would say that uh, in the end of the day, I, I think I think we want things done faster. We want things to be personalized, to, to feel like it's done for us. This is more easier, of course, for businesses and less easy for, for institutions to do, you know, to, to show you how your individuality is um, catered for, so to say. I don't know if I've answered your question exactly, but... No, no, perfectly fine, yes, perfectly. Uh, this is, I guess that the, at, at this moment uh, for our listeners and for myself, it's much easier, you know, to comprehend this whole, you know, who is responsible for what, who is doing what, you know, and, and the, the activities and why some things happen uh, not the way we want them to happen. So you've clarified it very, very nicely. Maybe let's if I can to, add, sure, sorry, sure. if I can sure. add something. Sure. Um, I would say that sometimes I, I also find that people are quite, uh, I mean, having also dealt with, with accounts and, you know, social media makes you hear different voices, basically, you know. I, I quite understand when handling accounts, I quite understand some comments, you know, I mean, some comments are really horrible and strange and some make sense. So I would just take these and say that some of them sometimes make sense, but I actually see the viewpoint of different um, of different people. And in this particular case, I would say sometimes, you know, people uh, tend to be very um, critical about, you know, the way big organization or institutions or, you know, governments do stuff. And I would have to say that when you're managing the bigger picture and when, you know, for example, you have to treat to all the citizens, then you cannot really do much, you know. You have to try to take the middle point that makes basically makes the bigger percentage of people okay with something. So that's a very, very difficult uh, choice to make. While businesses, for example, not always they do not always have this choice. They would say, for example, my consumer, my target group is XYZ. So this is very specific. Beyond that target group, if I get them, I get them. If not, I couldn't care less. So, for example, you know, I could launch a campaign that basically uh, supports a lot this X group, for example, but that X group finds it incredibly offensive. But you know what? This target group, I couldn't care less because they're not the people I want to sell to. So let them be. An institution can absolutely not do that. So, you know, it's very easy to say, you know, to, to clap hands and say, oh, particular business, you're fantastic for doing this, you know, congratulations. But on the other hand, for the institution, this is never a choice. And this is, this is again, linking to the beginning of our conversation where we basically sometimes need to, to listen before, before we react. And, and because this will also impact quite a lot on what we demand. For institutions, it's very important to basically when, you know, for example, you're launching a petition, that it's, it also is a petition that could, uh, that could, you know, make a change rather than just saying, you know, ah, oh, you know, I like poodles. I would like, uh, I would like for poodles to be protected. Does it make sense? Not necessarily. So who should listen to it? But if, you know, you have, a, you have something that actually needs to go through, it will go through. And people will pull behind it, and you know, citizens will pull behind it. I would say, citizens is the favorite word for institutions, by the way. Yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> what about uh, very shortly? I mean, I, I, I like this, 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 you know, this idea that you mentioned about, uh, you know, the, the, the um, uh, when you let's say when you're a business person, when, you, when you're a business, and then. Uh, Let's say when, when you're communicating online or, or you know other platform, then you, you you think about your target audience. Yes, you think about the people who who, who are your your users, who are your buyers. Let's say, 
what about the value? For example, I'm 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 a beginning um, business person, and I decide to to launch my e-business or e-commerce somewhere, you know, on, on Facebook, whatever. So, what what would be my um, what would be my my choice here? Should I just because I see that okay, something is rather popular at the moment. So, should I just dive in, you know, with with that idea and uh, forgetting my own value or not even knowing my own values? per se, as a business person. So I just go, you know, what the demand uh, is. Or should I be a little bit more careful and kind of maybe do a bit of observation and research and listen, you know, to, to first of all, what, what my value in the long term is going to be instead of just rushing and, and uh, targeting those people that I need now. What's your intake? Very shortly on that. Very shortly, I would say it's definitely a good idea to kind of like monitor things and then also finding your niche because what the internet has brought and what social media has brought is the possibility for us to basically identify, you know, a small, a small piece of land, so to say that it is fertile and we can actually work with it uh, rather than just going in to, um, to a topic that has been super discussed and it's super covered, for example. Like uh, instead of saying, I do, um, you know, I do clothes, to say I do bio, uh, sustainably sourced local clothes, for instance. That could be niche and that could actually work. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. What about, what about the future? Well, even let's say if we think about the near future on how do we communicate and how is communication going to change or not to change? Uh, on social media? What, what's, what's your perspective on that? How do you see what's going to happen? As, as you know, you spend a lot of time and dealing with different kinds of, you know, from different angles. So what's your, your in intake here? Well, actually, I, the way I see it, I mean, there, there are lots of technologies that are going to be arising. There's, uh, there's virtual reality, for example, and augmented reality, which are, are stepping in. And if they are well implemented, they will be game changers. I mean, I've read somewhere also that, that most of the companies are looking for the new mobile phone. So, you know, to kind of like cut the mobile phone and switch to the new uh, version, what that could be, probably we might end up with a Star Wars sort of thing, you know, um, save me Obi-Wan, you know, you remember that thing in Star Wars, the hologram. Uh, that would, I mean, whatever technology rises would also impact the way we, we communicate and how uh, affected we are with it. The First thing that, for example, I would see as a technology being implemented would be something like we used to have like the Google glasses, you know, where you could basically see stuff directly on the glasses that you're wearing. Uh, Apple is, I think, experimenting with it at the moment. But uh, that will, I mean, how you receive the information will impact your, uh, your communication quite a lot. I think also um, at the moment, digital takes a lot of part of our lives. And I would say that would, uh, something might change depending on how we move out of the lockdowns as well. But uh, digital is there to stay, uh, I think, the digital communication part and, and all the meetings we have. Um, I would imagine also, and I hope not only that, but imagine and hope that the future of work, for example, would be uh, a future where you basically decide when to go to the office uh, where you pull your meetings together and, you know, you kind of meet and you don't have to be there 24-7. I mean, unless, of course, you are kind of doing a business that you have to be there. Um, I cannot imagine, for example, 
somebody doing a cleaning, they'll say, ah, today I'm teleworking. I'm cleaning your house from my own house. That would probably not work. But on the other hand, I also see stuff happening with platforms. Uh, maybe hopefully you see a rise of new platforms, new social media, you know, uh, platforms as well. Um, there might be lots of changes because in Europe we're pushing a lot for the privacy aspect of things. That might be a, that might be a make or break thing for for larger platforms, especially the um, U.S. ones uh, or Chinese ones. On the other hand. Uh, you know, I see lots of regulation being put into place, but on the other hand, people usually just go for that anyway. Like, for example, everybody says TikTok is, a, is, a, is you know, is a privacy nightmare. Don't do that. And people are just going there because it's fun. Why wouldn't you? It's like, you know, your mom telling you, I don't take the bike. You know, it's you're going to hurt yourself. Well, I'm going to take it anyway. Uh, so I also see, you know, new platforms rising uh, just because of this, uh, just because of this aspect. But in general, I, I think that our communications are going to change even more. I think it's even more important nowadays that we that we try to have fun online. I mean, it's it's a very difficult mindset to basically just say when you're online to to just switch to a more positive mentality and say, you know what. I'm not going to be grungy. I'm just going to share fun stuff, you know. And I'm just going to stick to that. Just to say, this has actually been proven by Facebook itself because they ran a test in 2014 where they basically serviced six, uh, half a, more than half a million people, 600,000, 600,089, I think, people with positive, only positive or only negative news. And... Uh, the, the experiment clearly showed that whenever you were serviced negative news, you tend to share negative news yourself, no matter just the negative news you shared, but you know, you just would find the negative thing and just share it. And the same thing with positive, you would, you know, you would get more positive news and you would share more positive news. So this also shows the chaos thing that I, uh, that I talked about. Yes, it is manipulation, but on the other hand, you know, you don't know how people are going to react. And from, from this experiment, nobody knows how people were impacted and how this uh, half a million users impacted other users and other users. Currently, I mean, Facebook is quite a grungy landscape, uh, I would say. And also the latest generations don't necessarily choose Facebook to be, uh, to be on. So you can, you can see that, you know, this is, this is quite impactful. So I would say take time and, you know, have fun on social media whenever you do them. And don't do social media just to do social media, you know. Don't push yourself too much. Yes, don't make it work. I mean, don't make it yeah. like like work because then then uh, people become too stiff. And I think that also causes to so, you know, being the grudge, as you said, you know, just kind of some negative emotions and things like that. But yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, it, it was a pleasure listening to you. I have a game for you, Vasilis. We always have those short association games with our uh, guests. So I'm going to give you some keywords. Games are fun. Yeah, games are always fun. So let's have this. Uh, I'm going to give you a few keywords. And without thinking, just uh, tell, tell us the words that pop into your mind immediately, like what, what you know, happens there. Okay, so let's just let's start. Um, so the first one is conflict. Resolution. There you go. Social media. Fun. 
reinvention. Discovery. And virtual self. New self. There you go. We see it's, it's a fun game. And you've done it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Have you rehearsed? <laughs> because you've done very nice. Uh, thank you. Thank you for such a, such a positive, positive uh, vibe that we, we've got from you here today. It was a pleasure listening to you. Do you have any final, uh, I don't know, motivational uh, suggestion or something that you'd like to share with our listeners? Just the final word. Yeah, as I, as I said, it's, um, it's important to use social media and not, you know, uh, not to take other aspects of your, of your life. And also, you know, it's important. You will see that when you're, you know, when you're ready to just write a really mean comment as to what it is that you're saying, if you just let it go, do something else, just watch a film, I don't know, have fun with friends or talk with, uh, with nice people. And then when you get back, see if you would be writing the same thing into that comment or if you would be replying to that comment at all. Engagement is not bad on social media, I would say, and I can tell you that because it's a metric, but on the other hand, good engagement is always much better than, uh, for me than just engagement. Exactly. So on that note, once again, I'd like to thank you so much for, for joining us today on this uh, podcast and sharing your hands-on experience, sharing your knowledge with our listeners. I believe that it was very useful and interesting to listen. Thank you for your jokes. I, I think <laughs> I'm telling this joke now for everyone, but it was, it was very meaningful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And uh, I believe that our listeners also enjoy the talk, our second podcast, Biz Culture. And uh, please follow us. Please uh, comment, share. And uh, as, as Vasilis said, you know, let's, instead of being, um, instead of uh, wanting to be negative, let's think. Let's do something else and then maybe let's share some positivity online and not only online instead of start starting those small fires. So thank you, everyone. If you, if you like our content, uh, content, if you wish to be our friend, so follow us and uh, you can always support us on Patreon and uh, keep up uh, with us, listen to us, and uh, soon you'll hear our third podcast. Thank you, everyone, and have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Culture. This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business.